This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If at any point during the show you want to learn more, you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call at 791 791- 2924. Feel free to also visit us online at therogroup.org. And over at our website, you can subscribe to our radio page. You can also check out our past uh, five shows. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. That way, whenever we put out a new episode, you're notified and you can listen at leisure. Uh, Before we get into today's topic, I'd always like to welcome my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, always a pleasure to be with you. How are you doing today? Oh, Greg, I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. (laughs) And it's been a crazy busy week here for me. I had to help my mother-in-law move this week. Um, That was not fun. But uh, moving is never fun. Yeah, well, moving is never fun. But then when you combine, when you add my mother-in-law to the mix, <laughs> I'm not saying all mother-in-laws are bad, and I do love her. But uh, it was hard. <laughs> it was not easy. I, I sympathize. Uh, yeah, you know how it is. Moving is never fun. And, and then when you get somebody who doesn't quite know what they want and uh, has a lot of crazy ideas, uh, then. It, it just complicates things. Plus uh, a hoarder. You know what those are, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So lots of stuff, lots of stuff to pack. I mean, from an apartment to assisted living, still a ton of stuff to pack. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, but that's good. We got it taken care of. She's doing great. How about you? What kind of week have you had? Well, I, I haven't been as busy as you, uh, sounds like, but... <laughs> oh, I'm sure you sta- have. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been staying pretty busy, seeing seeing uh, two to three clients a day and kind of getting it crunched together because we're taking a family trip um, up to Arizona, up on the mainland to see my father. So uh, been kind of busy. We're looking forward to that trip. Oh, wow. That should be fun. Uh, and that part of it, I know you're going to them. He's up in the mountains in Arizona, so that's beautiful up there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. People always think of the desert when they talk about um, Arizona, but there's pine trees and streams up there too. And that's where we're going. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. There's more to Arizona than just uh, Phoenix and Scottsdale, right? That's right. Although I love Phoenix and Scottsdale, so I shouldn't, you know, uh, I got to watch out. I might end up retiring there someday. So, um, but seriously, uh, I'm excited about today's show. What are we talking about today? Well, tis the season. Right? And it's not Christmas time, I know. What season is it? Tax season. Ah, taxes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So many people will be receiving a refund. Um, so today's episode is all about ways to use that refund. So you may have heard that this season's tax returns were not as large as they've been in the past, um, but this story is continuing to evolve. Um, in fact, the data from IRS.gov uh, that was released for the week ending February 22, 
showed that the average refund is $3,143. Oh, wow. And that's that's actually slightly higher than the one last year. Same time the data came out, it was 3013 So $3,000 is a, is a pretty healthy chunk of change, and it's likely that you have some ideas on how you might want to spend that money, maybe a new item in the home or maybe a, an escape to the Ninth Island. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. Today, yeah, Ninth Island, Vegas, that's... Uh, that's our ninth island. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to use, uh, I'm going to use an article from The Motley Fool. And this was from uh, this month recently, March uh, 2019. And this one is entitled, The Four Best Ways to Use Your Tax Refund. So what I like about this article is it focuses on financially beneficial ways to use your tax refund to set yourself up for better future financial security. Well, and that's what we're all looking for is that security especially in retirement with our finances. Uh, you know, we want to know that they're going to last as long as we do. But taxes, uh, crazy. Uh, they are one of the few things we can actually count on in this life, right? That's right. That's what one of the uh, old jokes would, would have you believe, at least. Um, that old idiom, actually, the there's nothing more certain than death and taxes. Uh, that's been attributed to both Benjamin Franklin and the author Daniel Defoe in various works. But uh, let's focus on the ways to use our tax refund that's are, are mentioned in this article. So number one, the first way that is mentioned is to create or add to your emergency fund. So you've heard it before, everyone should have an emergency fund. Yet most individuals do not have enough funds in their savings accounts in case of an unexpected emergency. Uh, GoBankingRates.com uh, has surveyed Americans about how much money they have in their savings account. Now, each year since 2015, the survey results have shown that most adults don't even have $1,000 in their savings account. And that trend continued in 2018. Uh, emergency savings can help, you know, in the event of a, say, a major medical issue, uh, household repairs, which are pretty common, your car, um, or simply just to avoid taking on any additional debt. Well, yeah, debt's a killer, and we've got to be able to avoid that. Uh, so using your tax refund to pay off debt, I think that's a good idea, especially uh, credit cards, but also, you know, for uh, those unexpected expenses. Uh, and I've been thinking about that when it comes to unexpected expenses. My wife and I were talking, Greg, about uh, our appliances and how things like appliances, cars, the furnace. Uh, what if something like that were to suddenly break down? That could be a very expensive, unexpected cost. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, appliances may not immediately come to mind when you're thinking of an emergency, uh, but I'm sure you'd feel differently uh, if the washing machine went out and you're taking trips to the laundromat time and time again. Or if you're like me and you like to sleep cold, I rely on my window AC uh, to get good sleep. So if that were to go out, I'd be running down to Costco uh, to get a new one as soon as I could. Um, so mm -hmm. think about your appliances. So you brought that up. How old are they? Um, are you planning to replace them soon? So this is something, here's something fascinating. So according to the International Association of, of Certified Home Inspectors, so these are the home inspectors that come when you, when you purchase a home, the average lifespans for common household appliances, and I got just a little bit of data here, so you're a dishwasher, 
Okay, a lot of people, some don't have dishwashers, but I'll tell you what, when you have one and you're used to it and it goes out, <laughs> that, talk about your mother-in-law. My mother-in-law had that happen to her recently. That's um, no average, fun. No fun That's not at fun. All. No, but um, we get a little spoiled, I guess, with our appliances. Yeah. But <laughs> average lifespan for a dishwasher is nine years. Uh, freezer, so if you have a separate fr- freezer um, in another room or your garage, uh, that's 10 to 20 years. Your fridge is nine to 13 years. Uh, some people are lucky to have central air, usually on the west side um, of a beach. So your central air lasts 7 to 15 years. And this was, we don't have these in Hawaii, but uh, furnace. So furnaces for people on the mainland. You don't, you don't need a furnace <laughs> in Hawaii? You don't need to kick up the heat? <laughs> no, we're, we're good. <laughs> uh, 15 to 25 years for a furnace, just just... For yeah. those who are curious. Yeah, I got news for you. You're fortunate because growing up in Minnesota, uh, where a furnace was, you you lived and died by a furnace. If you didn't have heat, you were done in the winter. And that is the most expensive. Uh, out of all those things you named, it's pretty expensive. So, Wow. Well, we're, we're lucky not to have to worry about, uh, about yeah. that. Our central air is pretty expensive, too. Now, do you have where, you are, where you're at, do you have central air? No, no. We... Um, in the summertime, we open the doors and turn on the fan. In the wintertime, we close the door and turn off the fan. <laughs> it's that tough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but uh, on the uh, west side, you know, in newer neighborhoods, there's a lot of houses that, that come with central air. Oh, if you don't wow. get that, that good breeze. Sure. That's true. Um, good point. Good point. For anybody who's curious, you can find the full lifespan expectancy of appliances on nachi.org. Um, and back to our, our topic, you know, using your tax refund to build up this emergency fund could be a valuable way to use your refund and to avoid accruing new debt. Right. And in my experience, debt can be a danger for a lot of people. Uh, debt danger, Will Robinson. I think we did a show on that. But uh, avoiding <laughs> right. debt, avoiding debt sounds like a great idea. Yeah. In fact, that's the at the second way the article recommends that you use your refund uh, also deals with debt. The suggestion is to use your tax refund to pay down any existing debt. Yeah. So you could use the refund to pay down your car loan. Um, credit card balances, obviously, you want to consider first any high interest ones uh, that would help you avoid paying future interest. Um, avoiding those interest charges will help you save even more in the long run. And it can be a great way to improve your financial situation. So you mentioned that in your experience, debt can be a danger, your debt danger uh, quote. <laughs> so we'll, let's dive a little bit further into that. So another resource that I want to utilize today uh, is from an article from, this is thebalance.com, uh, December 2018. This one was titled, Reasons Debt is bad for you. Now it's common to say debt is bad. Most people accept that as an axiom, but let's take a moment to talk about exactly why debt is a danger. Yeah, well, I know I know it is. I, I know that would be a valuable exercise. So what's the first reason that debt is bad for us? Well, the first reason mentioned in this article is that debt creates the temptation uh, to spend more than you can afford. Debt allows for that emotional high uh, of getting new things or having a new experience without necessarily feeling the pain of parting with your money uh, right away. So it may even feel like you're getting something for nothing, even though, in fact, you're trading the immediate gratification for potentially higher payment down the road. Um, But remember, debt does cost real money, and that comes in the form of interest. And the higher the interest rate, the more you're going to end up paying. 
Uh, of course, their exception would be the 0% rate promotions, uh, but promotions like that have limits and qualifications and people, it's easy to get trapped in, in those things because yeah, if you don't follow the rules, you could potentially incur even higher debt down the road. So I, I know this is somewhat common sense knowledge, but it's definitely a good reminder for us all. Uh, yeah, definitely. Obviously, especially credit card debt uh, and the interest rate you'll pay. Um, so to recap, debt can create a habit of spending is what you're saying and spending too much, not just spending, but spending too much. And that's going to be more expensive in the long run, right? Exactly. And that seems simple enough, but just to help drive that point home, uh, the article really does a good job of offering a sample scenario. So let's say you decide to get a new living room set for your home. Total cost is $2,000. Use a credit card with an APR of about 11% to pay off this set. Um, so as detailed in the article, if you made the minimum payment to pay off the living room set, you would end up spending more than $3,400 for that $2,000 set. So high interest rates are another reason debt can be bad for you. All right. Well, yeah, obviously debt is bad, especially high interest debt. And that's a lot of extra money just to spend on the same living room set. People don't think about that when they use credit to buy things. But uh, now that you've brought it up, I'm going to feel a little self-conscious the next time you come over to the house, uh, worried <laughs> about what you're thinking about when you're looking at my furniture, <laughs> thinking about how much I owe on that uh, you know, living room set. But you know, I think now would be a good time for you to let our listeners know how to get a hold of you if they have any questions about what we're talking about or want to set up that complimentary consultation. Yeah, good reminder. Um, our office number is 791-2924. Um, feel free to call anytime, Monday through Friday. Ask for me, Greg. Um, I do offer our listeners complimentary no-cost consultations, whether it's legacy planning, uh, debt management, um, or income planning. Um, also, feel free to head over to our website at therogroup.org. Check out some of the things uh, we post on Facebook regularly. If you're not following us on Facebook, please do. Um, we'd be grateful if you followed us there. All right. Well, that sounds great. Yeah. I know you have a lot of resources on the website, including the show page for this show where they can subscribe, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, and listen to this show, past shows. There's even a form there they can fill out to get the complimentary uh, download of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which is really uh, a great value and some great information there. Uh, now, moving on, just a reminder, you are listening to Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. And Greg, today you've been talking about the four best ways to utilize that tax refund. And a couple of the ways you've already mentioned are to add that money to an emergency fund, build up that emergency fund just in case. You mentioned appliances or, you know, what if you were to lose your job and needed to cover rent or expenses, medical expenses, things like that. Uh, and then also reducing your debt, paying off some credit cards, that type of thing. And you examined the way debt could be bad for us, talking about that. And before we move on from this conversation about debt, um, I know that uh, you've said before that debt isn't necessarily bad. Is that true? Yeah, Tony, not all debt is bad. Um, in fact, in order to make some of life's larger purchases, like a car, a home, uh, even a boat or some other large item, you'll probably need a history of using debt correctly. Uh, in my opinion, it's really not a question of avoiding all debt, but more of a question of how to use debt correctly to manage your 
long-term financial health. And this is absolutely something that I've worked with my clients to help them achieve. And it's something that you could consult with a financial services professional to help you do as well. Yeah, and that's a great point, Greg. Debt is just one part of that larger financial strategy or system. And uh, now let's revisit uh, the uh, original points you were making. What's the next way that we can really utilize our tax refund uh, to help our financial situation? Yeah, so the third way to utilize your tax refund to improve your financial situation is to increase your retirement savings. So this may be through a lump sum contribution to your 401k or IRA. This can also improve your future tax situation as any contribution to traditional IRAs or 401ks can reduce your, your earnings, it's deductible. And the largest benefit of using your tax refund to increase these savings comes from compound interest. So according to the Motley Fool article, a tax refund of $2,500 today would be worth more than 19,000 in 30 years if invested, and that's assuming a 7% uh, annual rate of return. But if you don't have, even if there's not 30 years before retirement, every cent of additional savings will have a long-term impact. Well, and I think that's really important. Obviously, are there limits to how much we can contribute to an individual retirement account? Yeah, good question, uh, Tony, because they, they do change, actually. Uh, there are absolutely contribution limits. And in my experience, it can be confusing um, for clients to follow these changes. Uh, so each year, the IRS announces the cost of living adjustments affecting dollar limitations for pension plans and other retirement-related items. And just last November, uh, November 2018, the IRS announced the limits for this year. And in order to be as precise as possible, I'm taking these figures directly from irs.com, um, irs.gov rather, and their newsroom article, this one was entitled, 401k contribution limit increases increases to 19,000 for 2019, IRA limit increases to 6,000. So it reads as follows, the contribution limit for employees who participate in 401k, 403b, most 457 plans, and the federal government's thrift savings plans are increased from 18,500 to 19,000. So the limit on annual contributions to an IRA, which last increased in 2013, was increased from 5,500 to 6,000. So the, and the additional catch-up contribution, which I didn't mention, if you're over 50, or actually 50 and older, um, you have a catch-up provision that's allowed, and it's $1,000 on your IRA, extra 1,000, and it's an extra 6,000 on your employer uh, pension plans. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously you need to really pay attention to this stuff. Uh, so that means basically somebody who hasn't reached those contribution limits, though, could potentially use their tax refund to add additional funding to their IRA or other retirement accounts, right? Potentially, yes. It, it's important to note that the catch up contribution limits for employees that are 50 and over that participate in 401k, 403b, um, and the federal savings, uh, government's uh, thrift savings plan remains unchanged. So it's still $6,000. Um, it would be important to work with a financial services professional to make sure which contribution limits apply to, to your individual financial situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. And you just mentioned something though, that I'm not familiar with. What is the federal government's thrift savings plan. 
Oh, good question. Yeah, because we, we actually do a lot of work with um, federal employees. Um, we mentioned on the show before, uh, a couple times a year, I do a uh, federal benefits uh, training workshop. Um, the thrift savings plan, which is referred to commonly as the TSP, is basically the federal government's version of the 401k. Um, it's an investment vehicle retirement account that's offered to federal employees. Uh, it allows our federal workers to have access to similar retirement savings and tax benefits as people in the private sector, basically. Uh, the TSP allows federal employees the opportunity to save their income directly from their paychecks. They also get matching contributions from their agencies, just usually like uh, 401k plans do in the private sector. And that also helps to reduce their taxable income. Um, so for our federal employees who participate in the TSP that are 50 and over, um, you did not receive a catch-up contribution limit increase for 2019. It's still 6,000. The general one went up to 19,000. So you can actually contribute 25,000 uh, to your TSP this year. Well, thanks, Greg. I think that makes a lot more sense to me now. Yeah, no problem, Tony. And for our listeners, it's important to never be shy about asking for clarity when it comes to financial matters. Um, there are many different types of products and strategies, investment vehicles. Uh, there's literally thousands of them out there and not all of them are right for everybody. So if anybody has any questions, don't be shy about asking. Yeah. And speaking of that, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? Yeah. So if anybody does have any questions, um, please feel free to give us a call at 791-2924. And you can visit our website at therogroup.org. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, you are tuned in to Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. And today, Greg, you've been talking about some of the best ways we can utilize our tax refund, how to put that money to work for us. You've already talked about three ways. Uh, number one, add to that emergency fund. I'm taking notes here, by the way, Greg. I mm -hmm. hope you're impressed yeah. today. You always do a great job uh, with that. <laughs> number two, reduce debt. And then you talked about maximizing our contributions to those tax-deferred retirement accounts. So uh, what's another way you have that we can utilize our tax refunds? Well, the fourth and final way mentioned in this article um, is to use consider using your tax refund in a taxable brokerage account. So this may be a good option for you, especially if you've already maxed out the IRA. We mentioned the IRA and the 401ks. If you're already maxing out, consider a taxable brokerage account. Uh, these funds would potentially be available for withdrawal. And it is important to remember that you're gonna be taxed on this account every year. So any capital gains that are realized or dividends that are paid, you, you will be taxed on it each year. So be sure to consult your tax professional or financial services professional uh, to answer any questions about your uh, tax implications on something like this. Yeah, I think that's really important. and. Uh, you encouraged us to not be shy about asking questions. So now uh, I want to ask, um, uh, maybe you could remind myself and our listeners about some of the benefits of the uh, taxable investment account. Sure. Yeah. So we often talk about the 401k accounts, IRAs, um, TSPs, even sometimes the Roth IRAs. But we always we don't always bring up. Um, I don't think we've ever really ever had a had a show topic on the taxable brokerage account using it as an option. Um, so you can open a taxable investment account with any brokerage firm. 
Now, these taxable accounts are not commonly referred to as retirement accounts, but they're still a great tool that you can use for wealth accumulation. Uh, funds in a taxable brokerage account are not subject to those early withdrawal penalties that you can't take it out before 59 and a half and have a 10% penalties, nor is there any required minimum distribution like in an IRA once you reach 70 and a half and you're forced to take money out. So this allows for a lot more freedom uh, when accessing these funds. Uh, and of course, another benefit is there's no limit on contributions to these accounts. Oh, well, that's even better. I like that. Um, so as the name indicates, these types of investments then would be taxable, right? Uh, how does that work? So money earned is is taxable during the year that you earn that money. So there will be a there'd be taxes on any capital gains and dividends as well. But the taxes on capital gains are actually handled a little bit differently. Um, these taxes depend on the length of time that you owned that particular investment. So if you own the asset for less than a year and you're selling it, you're gonna be taxed at your income rate. If you've owned the asset for more than one year, it's a long-term capital gain, and that becomes subject to the rules and stipulations of the long-term capital gains tax. Um, I always recommend consulting your financial services professional or tax professional before acting on any asset sale. That way you have a good idea of what the potential capital gains uh, ramifications would be. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds smart. So uh, it's good information to have. How could these assets uh, be used for retirement? Well, if you were to utilize your taxable brokerage account as your sole source of income for for that for that year that you kept your withdrawals, if you kept your withdrawals below that fifteen percent tax threshold, you wouldn't be required to pay any taxes on long term capital gains. But if you're above this threshold, which most of us likely will be. Uh, and if you have, you know, any additional income beyond those long-term capital gain sales, you may be taxed higher. Although the tax amount was is most likely going to be less than if you were taxed at the standard income rate. So it's usually zero, as I mentioned, if it's below the 15% limit, or it's 10%, or it's 20%. Um, these are for long-term capital gains. So a taxable brokerage account could actually help provide um, monthly or yearly income during retirement, and you might end up paying less taxes uh, on it. Wow. Well, that, that sounds handy. Um, I feel like you've already covered a lot of information today. Yes. Uh, today we have examined a few ways you can use your tax refund uh, to upgrade your financial situations. You could even, so other than just picking one of those strategies, you can split your refund between several of these options. A tax refund can be an opportunity that you may want to take advantage of to change your financial picture. So these were just a few of the potential options uh, for your refund. Uh, but again, I, I encourage all our listeners to consult with a financial services professional to find an option that really fits your situation. All right. Yeah, been a great show. But as usual, the time just flew by, Greg, and it's already up. The time is up. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? I would just like to encourage our listeners to visit our website. Uh, please go to therogroup.org. Got a lot of good videos, um, information on there. Um, if you'd like to have a conversation with me, please feel free to call our office uh, anytime at 791-2924. And if you're not following us on Facebook, please follow the Retirement Optimization Group on Facebook. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. 
Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.